everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast, our first episode with a presenting sponsor. We're happy to have Vandewater join our uh, growing list of sponsors. So um, if you want to get in on the, on the fun, you know, email Mike Miller or Nick Kumar. You can find them on the GoColumbiaLions.com website. But uh, I'm I'm Mike Kowalski. I'm not Kyle. Kyle I, I don't want to be Kyle Matrician, to be honest. Say, but you know... I, you know <laughs> I'm Mike Kowalski. I'm okay. joined by Kyle Matrician. Megan Rojas will join us later. Now that we got that all of the way, Kyle. We got that out of the way. I want to. It's been a long week of podcasting. It has been. I, well, I was going to say, long time no see. Um, second, this is the second time this week we are we are streaming right now live on Twitch. Uh, that is a new thing this year for both our Inside Columbia Basketball podcast on Fridays and our broadcast on Mondays. These will also be uploaded to YouTube, so you can check us out on YouTube. You might be watching us on YouTube right now. And you can listen to this on Spotify, SoundCloud, just, just as you always could, Apple Podcasts and everywhere you find your podcasts. But we are the Inside Columbia Basketball podcast, as you said, presented by Vandewater. Yeah, so we'll give you uh, some inside looks at what's going on with the men's and women's basketball programs here at Columbia. Um, so you won't hear from them necessarily on the broadcast, but you'll hear from them on Fridays. Um, so our first uh, first real episode with us actually hosting, we obviously we did the town hall uh, with Coach Engels and Coach Griffith in December. But um, our first guests uh, with us is our Gabe Stefanini from the men's program and Sienna Durr from the women's program. And Gabe obviously missed last season with a foot injury. And uh, now his Columbia career is effectively over due to the cancellation of the season. Uh, on the other hand, Sienna Durr is a junior and she's going to come back next year as a junior because uh, breaking news, she was, she's taking a little bit of a gap year. And she, she let us know. That's correct. And uh, she let us know. You would have found out anyway next year. You so would have found out. Yep. eventually people oh, spoiler. would have, Yeah. But, you know, we got a little bit of breaking news here on we do. ICB. We do. From high atop the Empire State Building. Yeah. Where you're sitting right now. Clearly. I've got a beautiful view. I've uh, upgraded. You know, I do enjoy looking at that view. Great view. Hashtag only here. Got to be honest. But I uh, just want to say to anybody watching on Twitch or YouTube, uh, if you're watching on Twitch right now, feel free to post any questions or comments in the chat. And one of our moderators will uh, surely answer your question, or we might bring up your question next time on our podcast so of course feel free to ask any questions drop a comment in the chat drop a comment in the chat on youtube in the comment section if you are watching us on youtube and if you're on uh if you're listening to us on one of our listening only channels uh you can email us yeah you can find that information online yeah I want to thank all of our listeners though we're not going to do an individual shout out this week but um we have been noticing that we've got a little bit of spike of late so uh, if you're a new listener, a good we have spike, a good spike, good as spike. far as spikes go in the year 2020. Yeah. So a positive spike. Yes. Uh, make sure you subscribe, uh, search for Columbia athletics and uh, leave us some comments some feedback. Uh, uh, we're, we're trying to get better for you. So uh, with that said, we're going to throw it to a break and we'll be back with Gabe Stefanini. So stick around. Make a brilliant move to Vandewater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heists. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. 
New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. Welcome back. We're joined by Gabe Stefanini, joining us from Italy. Gabe, how's it going? Thanks for coming on. Hey, Michael. How are you, Kyle? Very good to see you guys. I'm really good. Good to see you. So, uh, you know, you, you just got out of a practice. Tell us uh, a little bit about what you've been up to and, and some next yeah. steps for you. Yeah, of course. So right now, I'm not in my hometown. I'm like a couple of hours away in this town called Cremona. We, they have a a1 team, um, obviously in basketball, in the Lega in, uh, in Italy. And uh, they gave me the chance to work out with them and practice with them. Obviously, I cannot play any games because it will go towards my eligibility. Um, so they are kind of short. So they, they were able to like get me in. And uh, the guys have been great. And I just finished my double, the second practice of the day. So it's, things are going pretty good for, my, for me basketball-wise. I, I mean, I feel like I'm in great shape. I recovered from my foot 100%. And... Uh, just ready to get back on the court man i just miss it is it kind of weird going back in you're almost getting recruited again right like yeah. what's what's what that what's the process been like uh since the season was canceled yeah um since the season was canceled i decided to put my name in the transfer portal so it's kind of feels like high school again but a little crazier because you got kind of got a lot of calls lately and uh, you know obviously now a lot of schools are in season so it's kind of hard to rec- to um, to recruit during this time, but it's you know coaches have been really available with me with my with my timing and everything, so it's it, it feels good you know because like you just feel like people didn't forget about you you know and you just kind of get back on track and you know it, it's it's a good feeling to see that a lot of people a lot of coaches want me to play on their team. Let's talk a little bit about the Columbia coaches and how they're helping you through the process. What's that that been like? Yeah, no, the, the coaches have been great, you know, starting from all the assistant coaches like Justin, Toby, Coach P, like obviously Toby and Coach P uh, are, are new to the staff, but they've been in touch with me. They reached out to coaches for me or, or if someone talked to them about me, they, they also put in good words and without knowing me too well. Uh, Justin has been great with me. Like he's just been reaching out to me every week. He's talking to other schools for me and obviously as well as Coach Chavo and, and, Coach, and Coach Engels, uh, the we, we touch base like almost weekly and, you know, it's just, it's just been great. They've been helping me a lot, even just understanding, you know, like what's everyone point of view going to be with me. You know, I really have to understand how to talk to different coaches, how they might approach and I'll ask them and I'll obviously ask um, what they think, if they know any of the coaching staff, or any of the schools, like obviously their opinion to me, it's like really valuable. And I listen to every word they say, and they've been great so far. I wanted to ask, um, and Mike's going to know more names here than I will, but uh, with some of the players recently that have, you know, been in the same situation before COVID, like Mike Smith, uh, like Patrick yeah. Tepe, and I know there's more uh, in the years before that. Uh, have you had any, you know, have you reached out to them about this process as well? Yeah, definitely. I've been talking to Mike kind of 
I, like I hit him up a few times, just asking him how it's going, like how the pro the process was with him. And I, I'm I'm gonna hit him up more towards like once the season it's over for them, because I don't want to stress him. You know, I, he doesn't need to be stressing about my rec uh, recruitment process instead. Of, you know, instead of his season, because he's playing great and like I'm really happy for him. He's a great guy as well as as Pat. You know, like I talked to him. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a little bit, but you know, we still touch base once in a while. And right now, I don't. You know, I'm I'm doing my own thing. I know they're worried about the season, so. For me, it's going to be more decision like of later on. You know, I'm not really worried about anything right now, putting too much stress on my mind about this stuff. <clears throat> so it's just, you know, it's need to be to have a lot of patience, but, you know, it's working out well. And I'm definitely going to you know, reach out to those guys that can help me out. I guess let's go back a little bit. And it's been a while since you were able to play, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, what's I mean, how anxious are you at this point? It's been it's been almost two years. I mean, it's got to be <laughs> for you're, you're such a competitor. Talk to us about yeah. that. How difficult it's been, and walk yeah, us through a little bit of the re rehab process for you. Yeah, well, obviously, I started my rehab process. Like, I did my surgery in New York on October October fifth, and since then, like, it's been a very long and stress, stressful process for me. I'm going to be honest, because I never had like a real injury like this where I needed surgery, needed to be out and like for a longer period of time. So, and my recovery took longer than expected, to be honest, because I thought I was going to be able to get back on the court a little sooner, but I couldn't because my foot was still giving me, a, you know, a little issues here and there. Uh, but now I'm hundred percent healthy. And, um, you know, the watching the guys play last year on the bench, like obviously you guys know me, I was, standing up on every play I was going crazy like cheering them on like getting yelling at them if I needed to like I was still trying to be a leader with my voice is not as much as my actions because I couldn't uh, I couldn't um but the fact that I've been able to work out with different pro teams here definitely helped me you know because I've been able to like run some fives like get a lot of shots up a lot of lifts in and that definitely helped me because uh, if I if I weren't able to do that, I don't know what my mental state would be right now. To be honest, I, I would probably go crazy. Uh, for those people who know me, know how much I love competing and just getting on the court and getting at guys. So, you know, it's it's been. I'm really grateful for the opportunity that these teams gave me, especially Cremona lately. And you know that that really helped me. That it's really helped me. What's it been like? You know, you're one of the captains this season. What's it been like from a leadership standpoint, keeping the group together in this remote environment during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been very tough, especially me being from Italy and stay, being away from all those guys. But like we text in the group chat every day. I talk to like a lot of the guys individually, like obviously some of them are my best friends. And, you know, we just always in touch. We like, and especially the, the hardest challenge, I think it was for the freshmen. So we tried to bring them in and like make them feel comfortable, like knowing that they could be themselves from day one. They could ask whatever they wanted. Like if that any issues whatsoever or any questions or anything, like they just no, no hesitation to reach out to us. And, you know, I think me, Luke and Ty and all the senior class, like has been doing a great job by keeping everyone uh, connected. And um, <clears throat> the coaches obviously gave us like kind of weekly tasks with like little stuff that just sound, might sound like silly or stupid, but it really helped us keep staying connected and like remain a team for like building the culture that we want to build. Cause like, obviously we haven't been too successful, too successful on the court, but I think that off the court, we're like really close and 
man, I don't know. Like, I, I really think this year we could have been something special just because, you know, we could have brought so much energy from what we built from the outside to the, to the, on the court. And, you know, it just kind of upsets me when I, when I go back and think about it and like, what well, could have been, what it could have been, but obviously you can't think of the past and you can only look in the future. So. I want to ask you uh, one semi-serious question before I kind of get into some fun personality stuff with you. Yeah. But, um, you know, obviously we, you know, we can watch the news and we can see what's going on around the world. Um, and we know Italy was hit hard with COVID uh, over the spring, but, you know, you being in Italy now, it'd be nice to hear uh, somebody with personal experience. So yeah. can you like, what's the situation like in Italy now with COVID? You know, are you, you know, having to live in quarantine? Like, and how's that been working? Yeah, we, we have a curfew 10 p.m. And um, it's been it's been good lately. The, the past few months, even if like we are, um, some regions are still in red zones. Like my 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 hometown uh, hometown region. Like right now, we went back to be a red zone. So like, you can't really go out unless you have a permission or something necessary that you gotta do, like job or like grocery shopping. But that's pretty much it. You like you can go and go out with friends, um, and stuff like that. Cause the fines here are like pretty expensive, and not a lot of people can afford to pay them. So um but no it's been good you know no one in my family fortunately got hit by covid and um we've been quarantining the whole spring and summer like when when covid first started obviously i was uh, in new york and when i heard uh, like my parents have been wearing masks even before like it exploded there so bad so like you know they've been really cautious since then and they told me to be cautious that's why i think we we like kind of adjusted to it and like ran with it pretty well and we're like um, handling it pretty well but i still think that here like if we don't have the vaccine yet here that's going around too much so we, we still need to be careful and everyone just like needs to kind of not really quarantine but like just go out if you re it's really necessary but uh, i think that you know it's been it's been tough it's been tough obviously for everybody because all the frustration and just being isolated it's not funny or easy but I think we're on the right track. All right, well, that's good to hear. And I'm glad that everybody in your family was uh, was affected by it. So yeah, really good too. news. Um, mm -hmm. But now, I mean, seeing as you've been, you've been in Italy, back in Italy for quite a while, I've mm -hmm. got to know, are you watching Italian shows? Do you watch English shows? Is there an Italian show that maybe we need to start watching if we right, know some uh, Italian? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of watch both. You know, like ever since, like especially on Netflix, there's a lot of uh, not too many Italian shows, but like more like Italian movies or like especially Italian comedies. I love Italian comedies, but uh, I watch a lot of um, uh, Netflix series, and um, but mostly in English, like in the original language, because I can't watch like a, an American series in Italian. It just confuses me. Like you can, I can see the the words like going out there like different, so I, it just it freaks me out a little bit. But you know, it's. Um, there's there's not not really like Italian Netflix shows to be honest. I was gonna ask you if there was an Italian uh, streaming network like like a Netflix, but in, all in Italian. Is there any kind of like streaming service that's just like Italian only? Yeah, definitely. But like mostly just like Italian like movies or like Italian shows. Okay. okay. Do you have an Italian show like a show or a movie in Italian that is like your all time favorite? Man, like shows no but movies there's a lot of like uh comedies like guys that um they're, there's the group of guys they're called aldo giovanni giacomo they're like my favorites to watch they made a bunch of movies and like 
There's a lot I hope of you didn't just say something that we can't air on the podcast because I don't know what you just said. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, just, just, just three comedians. But yeah, they're they're like my favorite. They're great. They're hilarious. The, unfortunately, there's not not even English subtitles on their movies, so <laughs> we wouldn't understand. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Well, give us. Uh, no. I was gonna say, give us a little, give us a little bit more uh, fun background on, uh, you know, Italian. Like, what, what is? Uh, you've been living in Italy this time, and right. you know, so, I mean, this is probably the longest amount of time you spent in Italy in quite a while. Yeah. So, so what have you like missed about being in Italy for that long that you are enjoying? Right, I guess that you can enjoy right now, granted with all the yeah. restrictions. I mean, definitely. First of all, it comes with the food, man. Like the, I've definitely been eating a lot. <laughs> of good Italian food, especially my grandma's obviously she, like every time I go over there, like she, she doesn't see me that much. And especially the last few years, she hasn't really seen me that much. So every time I go there, it's like a party. Like she makes food for like so many people and it's just mostly- What are we me. making? What are we making? What are we making? Uh, all type of like Italian bon- uh, specialties from like Bologna, like tortellini, lasagne, tortelloni, ragu, which is the Bolognese sauce. Um, man, just everything she makes, it's crazy. Like some names, like you guys probably don't even know what they are and uh, probably not understand them, but she may, she, she's a great cook. Obviously every grandmother in Italy is a great cook. Is there a place in New York that, like, cause I feel like to you, you, you know, being from Italy, being Italian, is there a right. place in New York that you would consider like as close to Italian food as it possibly can be? Um, I've been to a couple of places um, over uh, up up on Columbia. I think one it's on 123rd. I think it's called Bar 314, something like that. They're, the guys are from Puglia. Uh, so, like, I, I went there with my dad and, and Coach Angles. Actually, we had a dinner with my dad and Coach Angles. And uh, he was actually the one that made me discover it. And they, they make really good pizza and, like, that really good food. And um, this other place that Jessica De Paolo told me about um, – on 123rd still uh, on the other side i don't remember the name um but that that place was really good too getting alive the other side i was gonna say this is probably an italian sin but most of my life uh my family made lasagna with no meat in it so i didn't know lasagna was even supposed to have meat in it yeah lasagna from bologna you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah like man like it is supposed to have meat it's supposed to have the meat sauce Ragu. yeah yeah no i mean i most of my life uh, lasagna was made with just cheese and pasta and yeah. sauce but no actual meat yeah. so like tomato sauce yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like you know something you buy at the store it's probably no good yeah. compared to what you're yeah. used to eating yeah you guys have to come here and try my grandma's then then i'll take I, i'll take the invite anytime <laughs> yeah. it's probably a safer place to be right now <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> definitely i could go on about the food and everything for the rest of the, the time we have, but I don't know. If we're... <laughs> to be honest, a lot of people would probably be interested in listening to that part of it. I did have another food question. Probably. I love to talk about food, and I told Mike I know. on our on our broadcast episode that you know I'm trying to lose weight this year, and um, but you know this this is but maybe that's why I have to talk about it so much. Yeah, um, <laughs> I gotta I gotta uh, express it somehow. But I, mean, I was going to ask you for the holidays. Do you do the seven fishes? Is that like a real Italian thing? No, we, we don't. We like, especially in Bologna, we just make tortellini and uh, cotechino and we just, you know, pura. Is, is seven uh, fishes like an actual Italian thing or is that an Italian American thing? 
I think it's an Italian American thing. I'm not wow. sure. I, I'm not sure, but like I never did it my my whole life when I was in Italy, so I could I couldn't really tell you. Uh, from experience, it is a big deal here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think I texted Kyle because my wife's. I mean, I'm partially Italian too, but my wife's side of the family is all Italian. I go to the the local fish market, and there's a line out the door, like two blocks deep. And then you hear all the New Jersey Italians like talking about their sauce secrets and like what they do and how they prepare all the food and stuff. I was in line for like 45 minutes and it was just hilarious. Like listening to everybody, everybody's got a little trick and like what they do and everything. And it was, it was really, really interesting. So yeah, it was, we ate five of the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. It was great. It's delicious. (laughs) With my in-laws, we had, uh, I joked with them around new year's. I, we basically had the, the five crustaceans instead of the, f- the seven fishes because it was like, or I guess technically mollusks, like crab and lobster and stuff like that, but it wasn't actually fish. As we're, you know, wrapping up our talk about the holidays, I, I just wanted to bring up, you know, your, the men's basketball team had a really successful fundraiser with the New York Urban League, and you guys put on a little bit of a show and talk about uh, how proud you guys you are of your efforts and how much fun it was to put on a, a holiday show for everybody. Um, and that, that was definitely something, something else, you know, like something that we didn't expect. Um, and coach had the brilliant idea to like have an Italian Santa Claus. So, you know, I had to bring out my Santa Claus accent. <laughs> uh, that, that was, that was, that was tough. I didn't really know what to do at first, but you know, we had a lot of fun doing it and kind of acting. Uh, I think the guys have been unbelievable, obviously all the generous donors, that supported us and uh, this donate and um, kind of helped us through it. So, you know, I really, I'm really appreciative of um, what Coach Angle has been doing, trying to just kind of make a difference. And that just shows like the character that Columbia has, you know, and like what this school really means. Cause like, it's so much more than just basketball or just an Ivy League, you know, it's, it, it's a family. And like, I, I'm, I know that, like, because obviously, like, I, I'm on my basketball family, we're the basketball fan, but I know the whole Columbia community is like a big family, and I really felt that from the first day I stepped on campus. So, yeah, the, the men's basketball program raised over $28,000 for the New York Urban League. Um, you can still donate to the campaign, so if you want to visit gocolumbialines.com slash NYUL, you can make a donation there. I would keep growing mm-hmm. that. This is... Uh, it's an equality group for, you know, to help minorities and people of color in New York, the New York City area. So it's, it's a great opportunity and, uh, and happy we were able to get involved with, with that group. So Gabe, last question on the holiday performance. Um, who is the breakout performer? Who's getting the, the Lions Academy Award? Uh, Coach Carberry with his count. 100%. Ooh. <laughs> no, no doubt. No doubt. It was you like have pictures it, of that. You have pictures. Oh, of it's that? on video. Go to the it's on video. Video. go on YouTube. Yeah. Go Columbia Lions. Yeah. We might throw it up on the screen right now for the video version I mean, of the podcast. I think maybe I, I got to figure which way to point. This Coach Carberry is a method. <laughs> Coach Carberry is a method actor. That's what I'm going with. Like uh, I did not like, see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming. I was like, what the. <laughs> What do you miss about New York and the United States since you've been back in Italy for almost a year now? Yeah. I mean, definitely, first of all, of everything is my friends, you know, my teammates and like all the relationships I kind of made from like the six years that I've been there. So, you know, that's that goes on top of my list. And then just, you know, New York is just 
the whole experience, you know, there's always something to do. Obviously with COVID you can't do much, but you know, we were always fine. We, every time we were bored, we always found something. So do you have plans to come back for commencement at all? What, what's your, sem- well, first of all, what's your semester looking like uh, your last one at Columbia? And do you have plans to come back in the spring, hopefully for some sort of in-person commencement? What, what's going on with that? Yeah, I'm definitely trying to come back, especially because I have all my stuff there. You know, like it's a lot of boxes and yeah. uh, and just a bunch of stuff. So I'm definitely going to have to come back. But yeah, I'm planning on coming back towards the end of February or like beginning of March and just finish the year there. Uh, just so I can see everybody. And hopefully the gym will be open by then so I can get in and work out. Um, but yeah, for now, it's, um, I think for me, it's best to stay here. Because I have place to, a great place where I can work out and close to home. You know, it's being my family has been great. Um, but, but I'm ready to come back. You know, my semester is looking pretty good. Uh, I think I only have to take like three classes to graduate. So, you know, I should, it should be pretty easy as long as you do the work. All right, Gabe. Thanks for joining us today again. I uh, hope, hope you stay well and good luck with everything uh, this semester and uh, the process. And we know you'll make uh, the best decision coming up here. So uh, we'll be right back with Sienna Durr from Women's Basketball. Uh, stick around. This is Inside Columbia Basketball, presented by Vanderwater. Thanks a lot, Gabe. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com that's J A G O N E P T.com for more information. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award winning non alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. All right, welcome back to part two of the Inside Columbia Basketball podcast. We are joined for part two by women's basketball junior, Sienna Durr. Can't believe I'm saying that. Junior Sienna Durr (laughs) of the Columbia women's basketball team from Grinnell, Iowa, but I know she's not joining us from Grinnell today. I'm going to let you explain that. So thanks for thanks for joining us. Let everybody know where you are. Yeah, of course. Hi, everybody. 
Right now, I am living in South New Jersey with a couple of my teammates, um, staying at Michaela Markham's house. And we also have Hannah Pratt and Caitlin Davis here. Uh, we're joking that it's like our fraternity, like <laughs> fraternity living. So it's really exciting. Just got here a couple of days ago, kind of settling into our routine. And it's really fun to be back together with my teammates. I'm surprised they're allowing you this much space to be able to uh, record quietly and nobody's in the background uh, video bombing. Yeah, well, we got girls in class finding our own little corners of the house where we're going to have our alone time. So it's working out really well. How is everybody doing? How's your family doing back in Iowa? I know you were living in Iowa for quite a while. Mm-hmm. I was just living in Iowa for was that March to December, so nine months, which I think is insane. I never thought I was going to be back home for that extended period of time ever again after I went to college. So that was a long time to be home, but it was a really, it was really good to be around my family in like that close of setting. I feel like our relationships had grown so much over the past nine months. Like I'm a lot closer with my brother now than I had ever been before. Um, he's a He's a senior in high school, so we got to spend a lot of time together. So it was really nice to be home. They're all good. We're just getting through this just like everybody else. I know you said it uh, before we came on, you said it kind of felt like you reverted to being a high schooler. I mean, do your parents, <laughs> your parents didn't, uh, your parents didn't uh, turn your room into an office or anything. No, oh, no, no. My room was definitely still there, uh, set up the way it was, maybe a little cleaner than it was when I left it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when you're at college, you have to do these things for yourself. I mean, not as much as regular college kids. Like I have my laundry washed at the gym every day. That's not something I have to do. But when I'm home, I can rely on them, make me food, you know, do a load of laundry here and there. Like it's, it's nice. I don't really have to think about it. And now I'm out here in New Jersey and I have to do all those things now. So it's good. It's really good for me. Gotta, gotta get back to my old ways. Don't be my high school self anymore. <laughs> Bro, is this an all Jersey podcast? Are you in Jersey right now? I am in New York wow. at the moment. Yeah. I know that's like yeah. the game we like yeah. to play on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where I am, um, traveling safely, of course. Not really traveling at all, <laughs> but um, walking, walking safely. Out yeah, <laughs> Deanna, we got to get you saying Jersey, not New Jersey. I think we'll ease you in. Um, you know you. I'm from the Midwest. Give me a break. Give me a break. Midwest. <laughs> she said I'm in North. I mean, she said no, I'm in South Jersey. South, South New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. South, South Jersey. New Jer okay, yeah, we'll South, yeah, South Jersey. Yeah. We'll South Jersey. That's the link. What are what are some I'll other New Jersey there. things that you've picked up in your short time? Short time. Well, I've spent like a fair amount of time here. Been here a couple of times for holidays because the Markhams always welcome us into their home for the girls who can't get home. Um and then also here in the summertime, which is beautiful. We're so close to the ocean. Yeah. So I love coming here in the summertime. Uh, diners are really big. I didn't know how big diners were. There's diners everywhere. Um, yeah. I feel like everybody's, especially in the summertime, everyone's just riding bikes everywhere. Um, and then everybody, all these little towns are so close together and they're different towns, but they're really tiny. That's not what I'm used to. Like, my town is here. It's small town, but we have all this land until we get to another town. But it's everything's so compact here, but it's different yeah. spot. So I, it's a, different. I, I have a oh. recent, I'm a recent uh, immigrant to New Jersey. 
and uh, <laughs> and uh, even though I grew up not too far away from New York City, I was still like shocked by what you just said because it hit me really hard when I moved to Jersey. How close all the towns are very close. It's mm-hmm. like you go from one town to the next without even knowing that exactly you know, any sort of line. Mm-hmm. I have a really funny story actually about so every summer our players will go down to the beach to Michaela's like house for the weekend to go down the shore which is another term um and they were coming back and so you everyone knows you take the train back up and then like you get to Penn Station you subway to wherever you need to go um my friend was also coming back it was a Sunday night and was like she comes to a lot of our games and she texted me right away. She was like, I recognize some of like your players on this train. I was like, no way. Let's prank them. <laughs> so I don't really remember, Sienna, what, what I texted you guys. But I have a group chat just with the players, mm-hmm. just so we're all on the same page always. And I texted in the group chat something about them being, on a, being loud on the train or something. <laughs> And they thought I was on the train and she, my friend was watching them do a search party up and down each train. (laughs) (laughs) Cause we were like, oh my gosh, no way she's on this train right now. And we're looking around, we're first looking around, we can't see her anywhere. So people start getting up. We're just like kind of going back and down the train cars. We're like, we don't see her anywhere. And you eventually like sent us a picture of the back of our heads. Yeah. So we knew somebody was on there taking a picture of us and we're like, she's not here. What is going on? We took it so far. It was so, I was like in like my apartment, like just dying laughing behind my phone. (laughs) I was like, you guys are being loud. Careful what you're talking about. Yeah. And you know that had to scare us. Of course. (laughs) Like, oh God, who's listening? (laughs) It's funny. And I'm sure there's no uh, coming back from the shore where you grew up in Iowa unless there's a lake that you call the shore, right? No, not at all. Like, <laughs> no. Lakes in Iowa, they're pretty dirty. <laughs> um, noted. If you can even, Duly if you noted. Can even, yes. If you can even call them lakes, they're more like ponds. But I grew up going to Lake Michigan. Um, my aunt and uncle had a lake house outside of Chicago. So Lake Michigan's basically ocean, no salt water, no sharks, best of both wor- worlds there. So that's that's my lake, yeah, in my ocean, so. <laughs> that's funny. Well, in case you're uh, just tuning in to us on Twitch here, we're talking with the 2019 Ivy League Rookie of the Year, Sienna Durr, a two-time All-Ivy League selection. You can earn the All-Ivy League accolades last year again. Uh, and I do want to talk a little basketball with you because we really didn't get to talk the successes of last season with the way that it ended. So I want to talk about the game at Yale in the middle of the six-game winning streak. It was, I want to say the games in that six-game winning streak, arguably the most important win in a playoff-like atmosphere a lot of the games last season, there would be these big second halves, these big fourth quarter comebacks. I think it happened mm-hmm. seven or eight times winning after trailing in the fourth quarter. But Yale was the opposite, where you guys were up 14 at the half. And Yale goes on a big run 
at home in the third quarter and then cuts the lead to as little, I believe, as two. It was one possession, either two or three in the fourth quarter. You hit a three in the fourth quarter or the third, late, either late third or early fourth to stop the run. And we, Columbia never gave up the lead. And it was one, it was so, it just played out so differently when you guys held on for the win and then kind of extended it there at the end in the final minute by hitting the free throws. Uh, whereas a lot of your other games played where you guys were trying to come back in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. Do you remember that game? And I know you went and did the post game interview that game too, because uh, you were the leading scorer. You remember that game? Yes, I definitely remember that game. I actually, you know, a little plug to our other podcast here live with the lions hosted by our our own megan rojas um i when she was asking me about the season that was that's the first game that comes to mind it's not well there there was a lot on the line but it's not like that was the game that was going to clinch anything but i really thought that that was the signifier in our season that yeah we can do this no doubt we're going to make it to the tournament Um, so yeah that game was huge and like you said it was very different like we had a lead in the first half and then we lost and we had to keep it and I think that really shows our growth that we are able to keep a lead we're able to keep a lead and hang on all the way into the end and we don't always have to be scrapping back to win a game so that I think that game was really important to our season and that's definitely one of my favorite memories as well that game uh I remember another funny thing about that game is I think I knew that I was gonna have to grab you to do the post game (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I get up and I thought I mean I've I've grabbed you all to do post game interviews Mm -hmm. before but you all basically sprinted into the locker room celebrating (laughs) ran off yeah and I had to like run (laughs) I was like I remember like in my suit trying to like run in there before you go in the locker room because I don't want to run the locker <laughs> and I think somebody had to actually go in there and pull you out so that I can bring mm-hmm. you back. To you so I, I remember that, Kyle. <laughs> I always catch Kyle at the funniest moments after games. Oh my gosh! One time, like that. That I. <laughs> we <laughs> he forgot his sneakers on the bus. Oh and he's wearing his dress shoes and sweats, <laughs> and I was like, Kyle, what's going on? A bunch of sneakers. There's a there's a lot of um, people on the team that uh you know had to go through the process of deciding if they were going to de-enroll and save mm-hmm. their eligibility um i know that um uh, it's something you know not only you but other people had to, had to consider and think about um and i'm not going to put you on the spot or anything like that or anybody on the team on the spot but with how this it, with like how the news was fed to everybody about the season as to like whether or not you were going to play and you know it, it was getting late in the process still not knowing whether or not uh there was going to be a season before it was ultimately decided that the basketball and all winter sports got canceled you know can you kind of walk everybody through like the process for you personally as like all the decision making and everything like that yeah so that was obviously a really big decision and a hard one we were all really keeping our fingers crossed throughout the beginning part of the summer of when are they going to come out with a decision are we going to be able to go back to school in the fall what's going to happen like what's going on um so it was a lot of uncertainty and it's a lot of waiting and they're going to make an announcement here and then they're like we're going to push it back and a lot of waiting a lot of uncertainty um but ultimately i came to my decision because i 
they chose to come to Columbia not only to get a great education, but to be able to play for Coach G and her staff. And I believe so firmly in her vision. And I didn't want to quote unquote waste a year of being all online virtual risk losing a year of eligibility and then only getting to play three years at Columbia. So that was one of many factors that went into my decision-making, but that was really the biggest one because I really believe in what we're doing and I didn't want to have that cut short. Yeah. Talk about how, you know, kind of following up on that, how the team is set up for next year. I mean, you guys ended last year on such a high note, right? And like I said, didn't get to go actually to the Ivy League tournament, but knowing that you qualified for it and that, you, you know, you guys earned that right. I feel like we're set up to be extremely, extremely competitive for an Ivy League championship. Um, well, now there's five of us on the team that ended up taking a gap year. Um, you're going to have five girls going in who are seniors, even though there's only going to be one senior. Um, maturity wise. So you're going to have these really strong people who know what's going on in the program and know what to do and be able to lead our younger girls. And then we're going to have two classes of girls who have never even been on campus, never played a game of college basketball. So that's also going to be difficult, but I'm really confident in, um, in the group that we have to be able to lead those younger girls and be able to get them on board really, really quickly. And then just the talent that we're bringing back and the maturity that we're bringing back and the knowledge that we're bringing back, there's, I'm, I'm very excited to see what's going to happen next year. And I cannot wait to get back out there and compete with my team. I'm like dying to do it. I mean, recently I've been talking to my teammates and we're just saying, oh, I miss all the little stuff that just, just sucks in the moment. It just is terrible. I want coach Gio yell in my face and put me on the line and say, what are you doing? Like I miss the little stuff that we complain about every day. And I just want to be able to keep that mentality going forward because you never know when your last game is going to be. That's what this year showed us. It was cut so short so quickly. So you just have to really appreciate every single day that you have with your teammates, with your coaches with whatever situation that you're in just make the most out of it and I think that's what a lot of us learned here so I'm very excited to get back after it with this like new mentality of nothing's going to stop us yeah it's almost like it's almost like you know you're going to come in there with an attitude there's unfinished business because you didn't get to Mm -hmm. compete in the Ivy League tournament you know last year with the season off so you've got like almost you know two years of pent-up energy ready to go it's going to be <laughs> exciting yeah for sure i was going to say the next time uh that happens you know you're you're in a practice and uh you, you know maybe you're getting yelled at you might have to hold your hold the back a smile because you might be enjoying it <laughs> it hasn't happened in so long i know right <laughs> you know in the moment it's always going to suck but at least we'll be like wow it happened amazing <laughs> i know a uh, point of emphasis with a lot of Columbia students and student athletes is that a lot of you on your own have gotten involved in community projects outside of the athletic department and the university altogether. Uh, So do you want to talk about anything in particular that you and maybe some other individuals are doing? Yeah, so last semester, me and a couple of the other girls, so Lillian and Mad Pack and Mary, who is our 
freshmen from Spain, we started this initiative with Harlem Children's Zone. Um, and we are working with sixth and seventh graders there. And we started this mentorship program called SEED. So SEED are our four pillars of our program. They stand for success, envision, empowerment, and determination. And it's been all virtual. So we start off with games and we get to the girls to know us a little bit and for them to get really comfortable with us. And then we paired them up with their mentors. So we have this really cool mentor mentee relationship that we had throughout the semester. We brought on a couple of guest speakers depending on the pillars of our programs for whatever day that was. We made vision boards and it was a really, really good experience. It was extremely rewarding for all of our mentors and mentees. And right now we're in the process of starting back up again for this next semester to see where we want to take that because the virtual world is kind of hard to navigate at times, especially with middle schoolers on the computer who are on the computer all day long anyway. So we're trying to see where we can go with that. But I'm most excited for us to be able to carry it on in the fall and be able to have physical relationships with these girls. We're hoping they'll be able to come to our practices, come to our games. We can go to them up in Harlem and see them play basketball and just be able to really have these relationships blossom into some really, really cool mentorships. And I know a lot of you coming into college were involved in your communities through activities through high school, right? So how important to you is it to be involved in the New York City community now that you're at Columbia? I think it is, it's extremely important, especially where Columbia is located. We are so close to Harlem. And I think that relationship between us at the university and this community is so extremely important. Like we, we just, we run right into each other. So I think it's a perfect opportunity for us to get in there and create some really cool relationships and be a part of the Harlem community as well. Yeah, it's great. Cause you know, we talked to Gabe earlier and we talked a little bit about their fundraiser with the New York Urban League and another Harlem based organization. So the more, you know, we have 31 programs, if we can spread things out too, that's going to make things even better. And, you know, can, working together with different areas can really make a difference uh, once things Definitely. do get back to normal. Mm -hmm. For sure. Of getting back to normal, I want to know what's something, <laughs> what's something that uh, you really missed, uh, maybe just about New York City or, uh, you know, it could be a team activity as well. Um, one thing that I really miss, like this might sound so stupid, the subway. It's like getting on the subway with a group of your friends and just heading downtown, whether you're going out to eat, whether you're like going sightseeing, or we went on these food tours sometimes. The that was tour. so, the yeah, pizza tour. We did a dessert a tour. We, we had these plans and all these things to do. And I just want to be able to do that like I just want to be able to go do New York City things I'm missing it so much I feel like talking about how I felt like I was back in high school leading up to going to college anytime I saw New York in any kind of media they said it in a song it was in a movie it was just like a flyover be like oh my god I'm gonna be there it's crazy and I have that same exact, that exact feeling exactly exact same exact voice yes. I honestly 
I would scream about it sometimes in my house. I'd be like, oh, look at that. And my parents would be like, calm, like, calm down. <laughs> so that's the exact same feeling that I'm having now, which has been so long ago that we've been able to just run around the city like everything is normal. And I cannot wait until we can do that again. Well, Sienna, thanks so much for joining us today. That's about all the time we have. We're running out of time here. Um, so we hope you enjoyed listening. Hello. I mean, uh, Mike. Yeah. I have one question for Sienna. I was waiting for it. I know. I wanted to see how long. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I was like, is she going to do it or what? <laughs> Bro, you haven't seen it yet. but I It was a game there. of chicken. <laughs> it was. It sure was. My question this week, which Sienna was on Live of the Lines, a YouTube series on our on our page. So she has had, I asked shameless her this plug. question. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Shameless plug. I asked her this question on the YouTube episode she was on and she has had two months now to figure out the answer because I cut it out. Oh gosh. The question, is, <laughs> and I might sprinkle this in to other people to see if they're like listening to our podcast. The hand motion of sprinkling. <laughs> Can you, starting at Penn Station, spoiler, that is oh, 34th Street, tell me every stop on the one subway oh, to 116th? Oh, gosh. Can I, like, reverse no. engineer it? Can I start from... Sure. We can start at 116. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. It's been so long. Um, okay, How many so. saves does she get? How many saves does she get? How many strikes? We'll give you two. Two. Two okay. Two. Here we go. I should just like we'll put We're gonna put it. We're gonna put all the subway stops up on the screen right now for anybody okay. watching. Okay. All right. And we'll see. We'll check them off as you. We'll check them off as you. You gotta give me some like Family Feud X's in there too <laughs> when I get it wrong. Um. Okay. One sixteen. Nice. Ten. Good start. Wait. Oh, sorry. Say that again. One. One ten. Okay. Yep. I have. I'm like looking at the table like it's a map, but there's. <laughs> It's just a table. Bro, you know all these off-topics? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't, Kyle? Maybe we should quiz no. you. <laughs> yeah, don't quiz me. Don't quiz me. Okay. 116, 116, 110, 103, 96. Uh, is there another 90? 89? Close. Close. Oh, did I skip one? No. No, no. No. Eight, you, it's not you, 89 though. You're 96, no. you're missing one under 90. We'll, give you, we'll actually give you two strikes, but like third strike you're at. Okay, so. okay. So that's one strike. Okay. That's strike one. Wait, wait, wait. But I need a little hint. So am I missing one in she between? She said you were very close. No, you're not you're missing not, you're not you're missing not one missing between. One. Yeah. 89 is not it though. 89 no. is not no. it. And you're not missing one. And you didn't go by one. And you're very close. 87. 88. Oh, no. 86. 86. You got it. 86. All right. All right. I'm going to count that as one strike. So now you're at two strikes. You're cruising now. Okay. You can't get another one wrong. I mean, this is going to be pretty difficult. 86. If you can get this next one, I feel like the next one after that is pretty easy. I think there's something in between 86 and 72. So you know 72nd. Why don't you just name all the ones you know? I know. Check them off on the board. There's something in between. I think it's 76. 
So, uh, no, 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 I didn't say it. Yeah, okay, um, she didn't say it. She um, didn't say it. I think I'm going to come back to it. Why don't you name all the ones you know? Name all the ones you know. We'll check them all. It's been so long. This is like the worst pop quiz ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like this. Okay. Okay. So we went to 72. And there, you can get on your two and your three and be on your way. I know that. There you go. Bonus points. Um, 72. Then we go to, I know 64 is a stop. No. Right? No. No. No, that's strike three. Uh, That's right. We're sorry. I Thanks for playing. It. Thanks for playing. All right. I've got to listen. I, I want to know who, who does better. Can anybody else do this? Can Rose, can you do this? I'm looking at the list, so I can't. I'm not I'm not a part of this. Yeah, I want you to name them off real quick, bro. I have it up too because I was second guessing myself. I knew. No, I, I don't I don't have it up. I'm gonna give it a shot, okay? All right, all right, all right. I knew so, I knew which one was between eighty six and seventy two. I forget there's a 50th all the time. No, oh, dude, yeah. Mike's going to yeah. I was going to go for it. But oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Mike can still go for it. Mike can all right, 34th, one second. 40th. One second, sorry. No. It's 34th, you're correct. 40th? No. no. 42nd? Yeah, that's time. Well, 40, 40, 40 to 42nd is, all right. I'll, but yeah. it's 42nd? It is 42nd. It is all Times right. Square, 42nd. 50th. Yep. 59th. Yep. 66th. 70, yep. 72, 79, yep. 86, yep. That was so 96, bad. Yep. 103, 110, 116. Now, for bonus points, can you, for bonus points, can you name the the stops that have uh, landmarks in their name as well? So, which would be 110, yep. uh, 66, 59. Cathedral Parkway. That's 110, yep. correct. Columbus Circle. That's 59. Lincoln Square. No, that's that's. Uh, no, you were, no, you were. It's not. Oh, you were very close. 66 Lincoln Center. Center. Well, yeah, that's it. Yep. Times Square. Yep. yep. Times Square. And 34th. See, all right. So can I be? Can I give you the reason I gave 40th Street as my answer though? Because Please. it's like that station is so big it goes from 40th to 42nd Street, and I used to take the buses so i was going to 40th for the bus terminal technically i understand i'm, I understand. I'm gonna yeah. take the x i'm not asking yeah. for points but i'm just giving you the rationale okay okay fair enough that was fun oh. good try good try i mean i it was, honestly, it was bad though i can tell you i can just tell you i would have got 79 72 i would not have got 66 i would have got 59 50th hopefully i would have gotten always forget it yeah Always, but you know, there's something between 42 and 59. It's like it's 50. Too, too far, yeah. <laughs> too far to go 17 blocks for the one train, especially. The one does not go that way. That is all the time we have this week. Uh, I want to thank Sienna Durr from the women's basketball team for joining us, and I also want to thank Gabe Stephanie from the men's basketball team who joined us in our first segment. Uh, we hope everybody who's watching us on Twitch and YouTube has enjoyed watching. Uh, remember that these episodes and more our broadcast episodes and our Inside Columbia Basketball podcast episodes will air on Twitch live on Mondays or streaming at least on Mondays and Fridays. I don't think it's a spoiler that it's not actually live. Mondays and Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, broadcast Monday at 10 a.m. Inside Columbia Basketball Fridays at 10 a.m. And then uh, all episodes will also be uploaded to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can find both of our podcasts. Subscribe, so, drop a comment, 
subscribe, follow us on Twitch, please. We're trying, we're trying hard. Hit that follow button. Sienna, hit the follow button. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> not confident. Not All right. Confident. Do not, not have confident. a Twitch. Definitely have never been on there. Well, now know. you will be. Like... Now you will be if you want to watch YouTube forever. Like, I know All what right. it is, but. All right, guys. <laughs> Rose got to get on another Zoom. So we'll talk to you. You'll see us again on Monday for the Roarcast, but we'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.